This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. So we're going to be turning to 1 John, so the epistle of John, chapter 4, verse 7. Amen. So 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7, and we are reading from the Amplified Version. Amen. Now this is John, the same John that wrote uh, the Gospel of John, which we will go to later. And he was the disciple that lived the longest out of all the disciples. And he's also the John that wrote the book of Revelation. And he often referred to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He was confident in Jesus' love for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's begin reading God's word through the Apostle John. He says, Beloved. So whenever the word or the term beloved is used, you know it's directed towards believers in Christ. So he says, Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another for love is from God and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience next verse the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God does not and never did know him for God is love he is the originator of love and it and it is an enduring attribute of his nature hallelujah glory to God so what's happening here amen the Apostle John is emphasizing the importance of love but here's a question what is love what is love listen we live in a time and an hour where love is not always on display where we don't always experience love from every single person we encounter where even the best of us struggle with love from time to time where each of us have a different different definition of love all right so today God wants me to convey to you the meaning of love from a biblical standpoint from his point of view so today we're going to deal with what is love amen hallelujah please join me as I pray Amen. As we open this service. Amen. Well, Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for the opportunity to gather together, even if it is virtually online for church. We pray that you draw everyone you've ordained to be a part of this service, Lord God, from the north, south, east, and west. Have them join on their computers, on their tablets, on their phones, on whatever internet device, Lord God, you deem 
for them to join us with, Lord God, that they might hear a word from you, that they might know, hallelujah, your meaning of love today in the name of Jesus. I declare healing today, life today, peace today, love today upon all our members and viewers today in Jesus' name. Have your way in us and through us. Save, sanctify, fill with your Holy Spirit today. We bless you, we praise you, and we thank you. Hallelujah. As you empower me to deliver your word today, in Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. All right, here we go. What is love? All right. Our first point today, love gives. Love gives. Let's see that in scripture. Very famous scripture, probably the most famous scripture in the history of mankind. Amen. At least for most of the world. Amen. There are some that um, like the Jews may um, not may. They will deny this because they don't believe that the Messiah has come yet. So it reads and this is from the Amplified Version. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whosoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life so we see here god in his love for the world gave what did he give he gave his son so love gives so what is love love when it is observed is seen giving so god gave the world his only unique begotten son amen hallelujah let's move on love puts the needs of others first love puts the needs of others first let's look at this scripturally let's go to the gospel of john chapter 15 verse 13 this is jesus speaking to his disciples during this chapter he's preparing his disciples for his crucifixion all right and he reads and it reads from our master's own mouth it says greater love hath no man than this that a man laid down his life for his friends amen Hallelujah. So here Jesus is speaking about hallelujah, putting the needs of others before your own. In this case, this is him. He's speaking of his crucifixion here. He's saying greater love have no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. He knew he was about to lay down his life for his disciples and really for the whole world. Amen. Hallelujah. So he put the needs of his friends and the world at large and all of mankind before his own so this love he's speaking about here if we look at the bottom of the page amen uh love in the greek and greek is the uh, original root word of our english scripture it's a word called agape which many of you have heard of before amen and agape typically refers to divine love or godly love which equals what god prefers it's affection, it's goodwill, it's benevolence. Now, benevolence means kindness, generosity, and, or an open-handedness. All right? So, 
Jesus here is saying that love is generous. Uh, love has an open handedness like it, it, it's always ready to give. It is kind. Amen. It is divine. Or from God, it is goodwill towards others. Amen. So love on the second point, amen, puts the needs of others before its own needs. So Jesus put the needs of mankind and as he's specifically speaking about in the scripture of his friends or his disciples, amen, before his own. Somebody say hallelujah. We're talking about what is love. Amen. Love gives, we talked about. And then second point, love puts the needs of others before itself. Hallelujah. Let's move on. God enables believers to love. You know, we like to think that, um, you know, and, and let me let me say this. Many of us are more gifted in loving than others. We have experienced more love in our lives and we're able to uh, share what we know with others in terms of love. But we must understand that truly, 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 it is God that enables us to love. He is the source of love. Amen. Uh, it may be that those that are better able to love have experienced more of God's love and thus are able to give it to others. But let it be known that God is the source. He's the one that enables us as believers to love. All right. Let me say this too, that as we're seeing so far, we talked about uh, love gives. And we also talked about love uh, putting the needs of others before um, the, the one that is uh, giving the love. Uh, we, we've not mentioned really emotions. So love is an action word. Love is is doing um it's it's you know in our modern day thinking amen we we think of love in terms of emotions and and, and certainly there is an emotional aspect of love but love in itself is an action all right we often refer to the part of love called passion that's the emotional part of love all right glory to god and passion is wonderful that but it's it in and of itself is not just love. Love is an action word. So someone, in other words, someone can have a passion for you, but not show action with it. And thus it is not love. And we as modern day human beings have confused passion with full blown love. We've been passionate about people in our lives. But there have been times as human beings, as a, as a whole human race, we have not been uh, in full-blown love. We've not, we've not given. We have not put the needs of others before our own. All right. In order to do that and have love in its full manifestation, amen, God must enable us to love. All right. So let's look at the scripture, amen, that deals with that. Or scriptures. Amen. We're going to start with uh, Romans chapter five, verse one. And this time we're reading from the New Living Translation. All right. Uh, it renders what we're about to read in a more understandable way. Amen. Glory to God. 
So let's begin reading. Amen. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to the church at Rome. This is a very, um, and uh, the book of Romans has a lot of doctrine or a lot of Christian teaching in it. All right. And, in, and Paul goes on to say, he says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, that's a different message, but hold on to that. We've been made right with God's sight by faith, not by works. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. So we have peace with God because of Jesus. Let's put it simply like that. Amen. Next verse. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. Oh, we must know that we're in a place of undeserved privilege. It's not your fasting. It's not how well you have worked as a Christian or your good deeds. It's because of Christ. He has placed us in this undeserved privilege. Hallelujah. Where we now stand. So we're, every Christian is in a place of undeserved privilege. And we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Next verse, verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So God oftentimes allows us to go and experience problems and trials, for it helps us to develop endurance. Okay? Hallelujah. I'm not here to tell you that God wants us to have a bad life, but God does allow us to go through difficulties in life to help develop our character. And in this case, endurance. Next verse. Verse four. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Now, the salvation here is speaking of the total salvation. Amen. Where uh, uh, we have hope or a confident expectation of good that one day our bodies will be transformed into that celestial body. Amen. Where the full salvation has taken place. Uh, God lives inside of us right now. We are going to heaven. We're guaranteed heaven. Amen. But one day our bodies will be transformed as spoken about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that's another message, amen. All right, verse 5 is our main verse here, amen. And this hope or this confidence, expectation of good will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. It is the Holy Spirit that fills our hearts with with his love not our own but his love all right let's look at a definition real quick so the definition concerning the way god enables us to love now the word used in the new living translation is fill but in the king james version there's two words that 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 convey this uh fill it's shed abroad so shed abroad in our hearts all right. So this word is ekeho. Ekeho. It's this original Greek word that was used by Paul. Ekeho. Amen. And it means to pour out liquid or solid. So God, by way of the Holy Spirit, pours out his love. And we can think of it in our own human minds through a, a liquid or a solid. Like he pours it out, this love. Love is something. It is a spiritual substance. Amen. Hallelujah. So to pour out, to bestow, bestow liberally or to, 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 to give us liberally, 
The Holy Spirit gives our souls a rich sense of the greatness of God's love for us. Amen. So this love is shed abroad or fills our heart. It's poured out in our hearts by way of the Holy Spirit that gives us a sense of the greatness of God's love for us. So we talked about the Holy Spirit of the paraclete, the one called alongside to help us last week. Amen. So this paraclete, this Holy Spirit, this God, the Spirit, amen, this n the nicest person we have ever met. Amen. Hallelujah. Pours out the love of God in our hearts and to let us know how much God loves us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this is how we experience the love of God by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. So God enables us to love or empowers us or pours out his love into us by way of the Holy Spirit. Think of it as a, a, a cup being poured in us amen thank you lord let's move on love identifies a believer so love identifies us as believers let's look at the scripture that conveys this we're going to go back to the gospel of john chapter 13 verse 34 this is jesus speaking Amen. And he says, a new commandment I give unto you. Now, understand this. Um, when Jesus was teaching and walking on the earth, amen, it was still the Old Testament. Amen. And the Jews, were, which were his audience, uh, still were followers of the Ten Commandments. Now, let me say this. The Ten Commandments are holy, they are just, and they are good. And Romans 7 conveys that message. All right. The new, the new, the Old Testament is holy, is just and good. The issue with the Old Testament is that a set of laws written on stone cannot uh, transform the heart of man. All right. But Jesus, knowing his audience at the time, used the term a new commandment because they that's what they would understand. All right. So we as New Testament uh, Christians, amen, are not under the Ten Commandments. They can't transform us. Amen. Hallelujah. We are under grace. Amen. So understand his the reasoning for his use of the term new commandment because he had a Jewish audience. Amen. Hallelujah. Anyway, let me get back to the scripture here. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. So here Jesus is speaking of, I've loved you. Now, the way I've loved you, go and love one another. Next verse. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if you have love one to another. So here Jesus very explicitly tells his disciples how they will be identified as his disciples they'll be identified by way of their love one to another all right now this word no if you look at the bottom of the page i have it defined here amen it is a greek root word called gnosko and it means to come to know to recognize to perceive ascertain or realize so the world will 
realize or other men will come to know that we are followers or disciples of Christ in the way we show love one towards another. So love identifies us as followers of Christ or a more modern term as Christians. Hallelujah. So love gives. Love puts the needs of others before itself. God enables us to love. And we are identified as followers of Christ by way of our love one towards another. Somebody say hallelujah. We're talking about what is love. All right. Let's move on. So what is the biblical definition of love? How can we define love? What does it mean? Okay, let's look at scripture here. Let's go to 1 John 4 and 9, the amplified version. All right. This is the uh, El John the Elder, John the Apostle, once again. And he says, by this, the love of God was displayed in us. In that God has sent his one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind into the world so that we might live through him. So he's talking about how the love of God was displayed uh, in us. Amen. We, we spoke about this with John 3.16 as well. Let's go on to the next verse. Verse 10. In this is love. Not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation that is the atoning sacrifice, the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating his wrath. So what is the definition of love? Amen. Biblically, it's not that we first loved him. And me as a preacher, I have made demands on people throughout the years before I had a greater revelation. And I do apologize for that, doing that in my ignorance. Amen. But it's not that we first love him, but that he first loved us. So God is always going to make the first move. He first loved us. And how did he love us? Holiday, he loved us. And by sending his son to be a propitiation, this word propitiation, amen, is the atoning sacrifice, the covering sacrifice, amen, and the satisfying offering, Jesus dying on the cross, satisfied Father God. Hallelujah. So he's the covering or satisfying offering for our sins, amen, the sins of mankind, fulfilling God's requirement for justice. God is a God of justice as well as a God of love. Amen. And justice requires that sins must be punished or the bad must be punished. Amen. Hallelujah. Fulfilling God's requirement of justice against sin, placating his wrath. So in other words, when Jesus died on the cross, he satisfied uh, Father God's need for justice against sin and placated his wrath or stayed his wrath or stopped his wrath against mankind because, hallelujah, he was the ultimate sacrifice or payment for sins. Somebody say hallelujah. So it's not that we first loved God, but that he loved us. And how did he love us? He sent his son to die in our place. 
Hallelujah. Now, most of mankind has not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and thus don't um, receive, amen, the, the benefits of what he did for us, is, which is paying for our sins. Amen. Hallelujah. So the definition of love is not that we first loved God, but that he first loved us. And he demonstrated it by giving his son. Amen. Let's move on. Love is the preeminent Christian way of life or at the top of the list. The, the most important Christian way of life is love. Matter of fact, all those fruit of the spirit we talk about, amen, in Galatians 5.22, the first one is love. And out of love is born all the other fruit, other eight fruit of the spirit. So love is the preeminent Christian or the most important Christian way of life. Let's look at the scriptures. Amen. We're still in 1 John chapter 4. Verse 11 reads, Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, what's the incredible way? Sending his son to die for our sins, to pay for our sins, to placate Father God's wrath. We ought also to love one another. So in other words, if God gave and demonstrated his love, we also must give and demonstrate our love to one another. Next verse. No one has seen God at any time. But if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us and his love, the love that is, is his essence, abides in us and is completed and perfected in us. So when we love, we show that God lives inside of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next verse. By this we know with confident assurance that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his Holy Spirit. We talked about the Holy Spirit being the one that indwells us last week. We talked about uh, the paraclete, the one called alongside to help us. Amen. So he lives inside of us. So the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us as believers in Christ, amen, is a sign of God's love. And then we talked about today in Romans 5, 5, that it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to love, that reveals how great God loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. So let me read this again. By this we know with confident assurance that we abide in him and he in us because he has given to us his Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit lives inside of us and that's another sign of God's love. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Next verse that we're going to read is we're going to jump down to 1 John 4, 16, still in the Amplified Version. It reads, we have come to know by personal observation and experience. Amen. He's talking about him being an eyewitness of Christ and have believed with deep consistent faith the love which God has for us God is love we spoke about that before and the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides continually in him amen so when we operate in this divine love it speaks and confirms that God loves us God lives inside of us and when we share it with others it also confirms that God abides or lives inside of us by way of the Holy Spirit amen let's move on Verse 17, in this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Amen. Love, hallelujah, God loves us perfectly 
and when we receive it and we walk in it and we release it to others amen it delivers us from insecurities in particular the insecurity about judgment day we as christians are still preaching and we as preachers are still preaching that you need to get ready for judgment day because you don't want to be left behind or you don't want god to send you to hell amen glory to god but when you will fully mature in god's love hallelujah you don't fear judgment day because you know that you have already been saved and transformed and the spirit of god lives inside of you so you can face judgment day with both amen because as he is so are we in this world amen we have nothing to fear on judgment day we are we are saved our all of our sins past present and future have been forgiven we live in a perfect position with God which is called righteousness we live in right standing with God because of Jesus not because of our own works amen and we have nothing to fear hallelujah on judgment day somebody say hallelujah glory to god thank you jesus let's move on verse 18 there is no fear in love dread does not exist amen if there's dread in your uh, in in love or your relationship with god or let's apply it to our human relationships amen hallelujah there is something going on with your love but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So all these doctrines that we need to get ready for judgment day and uh, God's going to get you and you need to fix yourself, amen, are not the word of God. They are the religion of man is because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment as christians as people that are believers in christ we do not need to fear punishment from god hallelujah you know let, let me make this statement amen and, and and this is a real statement amen and i know it won't be accepted in all Christian circles amen but believe you me that I'm giving you something right now that you really need to hear amen Christianity is not about God making bad people good it's about God making dead people alive we were dead or separated from God in our trespasses and sins and Jesus came that we might be born again or quickened or made alive again spiritually by believing in him and his sacrifice for our sins at the cross so if we believe right we're going to live right if we believe wrong we're going to live wrong all right so knowing that god loves us how do we know he loved us? He sent his son to die for our sins. We no longer need to live in fear that judgment day is coming. We need to get ourselves together. He sent this coronavirus so that the church can get itself together. No, this is bad demonic thinking. This is worldly thinking. This is man thinking. This is religious thinking. This is how preachers manipulate people to behave in their church, which is wrong. 
if we unveil Christ in his fullness, people will want to live right. So we as Christians don't need to fear judgment day or be fearful of God's punishment. Now because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment, so the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love. So if you are a Christian and you're worried about judgment day or God punishing you, you've not been perfected or matured in God's love. Hallelujah. Or you have not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. God so loved you. He sent the most precious thing to him. This complex unity made of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know as God. God the Son came to die in your place for your sins that you committed in the past. The things that you are committing now or struggling with now. The things you have not even committed yet have been paid for. It paid in full. God did not come and die on the cross to do a half done job. He came to do a full done job. Amen. And pay for your sins past, present, and future. Not that you might go out here and just keep on sinning. Amen. But have an understanding of his love for you. Amen. Have it transform you. Amen. Hallelujah. And you in a response of love live a life that honors him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on. Verse 19. We love God because he first loved us. It is not incumbent upon the man or woman to reach out and find God and love him first. No, he loved you first. We love God because he first loved us. If he is the source of love, how can we love him first? He loved us first. Hallelujah. Let's move on. Verse 20 says, if anyone says, I love God and hates works against his Christian brother, he is a liar. This is where we need help as Christians. Amen. We need a full revelation of God's love for us. We need to have a great understanding of it and mature in it. Amen. And thus we can love each other. Amen. I have been guilty of this. Amen. Many of you may have been guilty of this. Amen. That we must love one another and no longer be seen as liars. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is a Christian imperative here. Amen. Hallelujah. Flowing in love one towards another. And listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to be in fantasy land. There have Christians who have hurt me dearly. There are Christians who have hurt you dearly. Let me keep it real 100 with you. Amen. There are Christians I have hurt. But our next level is to really get an understanding of God's love for us. Fully embrace it. Fully receive it. And then share that love with Christians and people in general. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
regardless of what they've done to us. Now, I'm not here to tell you to be a, a doormat for anybody that just let people just walk all over you. But there will be instances where people do you wrong. And after you get your healing from God, then you must show them a love. All right. That doesn't mean that you're going to be the best of friends and that you're going to hang out and that you're going to be together all the time. It just means you will treat them in a civil way, in a loving way, in a respectful way. Amen. As they are still in their struggle. Amen. You, you love them. Doesn't mean that you're going to go out to lunch together and all that. You just do as God leads you. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord of God. But treat them with civility, with respect. Amen. Even though they may not deserve it because they've hurt you. Amen. All right, let's move on. O otherwise, how are we different from the world? All right, let's move on. I believe this is our last scripture. And this commandment we have from him. All right, John is a Jew. So he's using the same term commandment as Jesus did. All right. We talked about that. I won't harp on that anymore. And this commandment we have from you, that the one who loves God should also unselfishly love his brother. And let's for modern times and sister and seek the best for him. Hallelujah. Love seeks the best for the one that it's being shared with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. As I conclude, what, what, what can we take from this message today? What is love? We as a body of believers, although the world has been turned upside down, God wants us to operate in his love. His love will win many to his son, Jesus Christ. But unless we get what we need, how can we love others? You can't do what's not inside you, what's not been uh, done to you. Amen. We know how to hurt because we've been hurt. In the opposite way, we need to know how to love by receiving love. And when we deny that our sins have been forgiven past, present and future and that we don't need to fear judgment day, we are not receiving the full love of God. We are walking in a lack of understanding not in his fullness hallelujah not knowing that god has our best interests in mind and wants the best for us all right so our conclusion here is god is the originator of love and it is an enduring or uh eternal attribute of his nature so when we say God is love, we're not equating God and love on the same level. Amen. God is the source of love. Amen. Uh, that scripture is really just conveying how he operates by way of love. All right. It's, it's, a, it's an, his enduring attribute. All right. Of his nature. Hallelujah. If, if, uh, if loving God was on the same level, then God wouldn't be God. God is ultimate. God is supreme. God is above everything. That's why he is God. So love is an attribute of his nature. All right. God demonstrated his love towards mankind when he sent his son to die for mankind's sin. So love gave. All right. Our sins have been forgiven. Past, present, and future. He empowered believers to love by pouring it into our hearts by way of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit pours this love 
into our hearts, but we have to receive it. We have to receive it. Part of receiving it is understanding that our sins are forgiven. We do not need to fear judgment day or God's punishment. Amen. Let me say this. Amen. And a lot of people have been pushing this and I love everybody. I love, love, love everybody. But you need to know that although we can gain um, some insights and some greater understanding from it, Matthew 24 and 25 is not for Christians. That was Jesus talking to the Jews. They're the ones, they have, they have by and large rejected Christ as the Messiah. And they will have to endure the tribulation because their thought is the Messiah is the one who comes and is going to rule in Jerusalem. And Jesus will only rule in Jerusalem with his feet on earth at the end of the tribulation. So they will have to endure to the end before they receive Christ as their Messiah or as their Lord and Savior. So you and I as Christians, hallelujah, we can gain an understanding from the, uh, the ten uh, young women uh, and, and, and five had their... Uh, um, you know, had their candles, amen, hallelujah, and five didn't, amen. This is speaking to the Jews, amen, hallelujah. But none of those women were identified as the bride, and we are the bride of Christ. So we don't have to fear judgment day. We should look forward to Christ coming back for us, amen. Let me get back to my conclusion here, amen. The Holy Spirit, amen, pours this love into our hearts. Love gives, puts the needs of others first, drives out insecurities, comforts supports is generous and is self-sacrificial in nature lastly as god has loved us we as christians are to love others love is the preeminent christian way of life and identifies us as followers of jesus christ somebody say amen hallelujah I want to encourage you today. God loves you. God loves you fantastically. God loves you completely. God knows you inside out. He knows the number of hairs on your head. I love my young adult children. Amen. But hallelujah, I don't know how many hairs they have on their head. But God does. Hallelujah. We, as humans, we take in the information from the world so much and from religion that we deny ourselves of God's best. And his best is understanding his love for us. That love is his enduring attribute. Love is his way in which he deals with us. And even when we go through difficulties that he has allowed, it is to better us to mature us, to bolster our hope in him, in that when we see that he delivers us from those situations, amen, hallelujah, that he has a great love for us. We don't live in heaven. We live in earth, on earth right now. This is not heaven, amen, and we live in a fallen world, and God wants to help us, and he loves us. He wants to bolster us, and he has our best interests 
in mind. If it's negative, it's not from God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, he allows us to go through difficulties, but he will deliver us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is love? Hallelujah. It is God's way of dealing with us. It is unselfish. It is generous. It puts the needs of others before itself. It gives. And let me add this. It forgives. He's forgiven us of all our sins, past, present, and future. And thus, we can forgive others. Amen. Friends, if you are impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.